Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. That song has a lot more uh, giddy up and go for me now. Yeah. (laughs) As it did uh, earlier in the season. Uh, It's Wednesday, February 13th, 2019. Welcome to Season 7, Episode number 35 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is Franchise Episode number 168 all-time. I'm your host, Kurt Price. Uh, the rich and connected Bill Day and Jeff Ponder are here as well. To interact with us are the show on social media. Follow us on Twitter. At LGB Radio is the show's account. Mine is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at Ponder 94 Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. And the website is letsgoblues.com. Uh, please uh, check out the letsgoblues.com shop for t-shirts, mugs, and stickers. Whew. Um, well, first off, guys, uh, how are you this evening? Well, fellas, well, I, I'm I'm remembering how to be optimistic. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. How, how's it? How's that going for you? You? It's a weird feeling. <laughs> I mean, I've just been so negative all season. Right. You're a negative guy in general, though. You're very, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I was pissed off that we gave up three goals last night. Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah. We'll get to that. You got, you got to complain about something. Uh, Jeff, sir, how are you? You know, I'm good. I mean, things are great. Uh, nothing to complain about on the hockey front, I guess. But, ah, uh, oh, man. I, you know, I do have something to complain about on the hockey front. I'm going to get something off my chest. All right. It's about me playing hockey. Here we go. You guys ready? This is going to take probably at least 40 minutes of the show. Oh, hell. Why don't you record this as a separate podcast, and we'll put it up later. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sure, you'll put that up, Kurt. Okay. I'll give you about 30 (laughs) seconds. Go. All right. (laughs) Playing hockey uh, was a Tuesday night, and um, uh, ice, not not in line for you in-line players. And uh, I got into it with the ref a little bit. So let me let me share. What's my that story. like? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, never I haven't done that official. in years. I mean, I know a lot of the refs that I play with now, and, and so I don't really let that happen anymore. But man, I oh man, I wanted to beat the shit out of this ref, and let me tell you why. So we were up nine to one, okay, and on my ice team, wow. I, I played okay. forward. Go ahead. What's that? No, I was gonna make a smart ass comment, but go ahead. Sorry. Best time to well, bitch at an official. Yeah, when you're blowing up a team, let's be a dick to the official. But go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. The dick, the dick was the official. Okay. I, I reciprocated the dickness. All right. I, I refrain. So, I'll refrain. So go ahead. So here's, so here's what happened. So we're up nine to one, 
And, uh, uh, you know, it's late in the game. Okay, so actually it's about second period. Um, so I think we're up like 7-1 at this point. Um, and uh, we start to break out. I skate through the neutral zone. I was playing center. And uh, uh, teammate goes to hit me with a pass, gets intercepted right at the blue line. So I'm already, like, down at the other team's blue line. I'm skating back. And as that happens, um, we get the puck again, get shot up the center, comes to me on the breakaway. So I, I take the breakaway, I take a shot, goalie makes the save, and uh, covers up. Um, referee skates over to me and says, come on, man, look at the scoreboard. You don't need to be cherry-picking. Oh. And, and I just told him, I'm like, man, I, I swear to you, man, I wasn't cherry-picking. Like, we were breaking out before. The pass got intercepted. And then I go, wait a minute, why do you care anyway? Yeah, I know. Ref. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And he just goes, that's just not cool, man. Just don't, you just don't cherry pick. Wow. And I'm like, okay, guy. Thanks. Thanks, guy. So then about two shifts later, uh, I get a pat. And, and let's, let's put it like this, too. And, and nothing against the other team. If anyone on that team knows what I'm talking about, if they're watching or listening, I apologize, but. You did not have a very strong defensive game that night, obviously. So they were collapsing five in. We're down, we're up seven to one, eight to one. All five guys are in their zone. When we're breaking out, all five guys are in, in our zone. So the forwards are all skating up in the neutral zone for a breakout, right? I get hit with a pass. I'm not even at the blue line, and the whistle goes. And I'm like, okay, we're about to go out on a three on O. And uh, I look back at the ref, and I'm like, what was the whistle for? Offside. I wasn't offside? How was it offside? I wasn't even at the blue line. You were offside. You were cherry-picking, and you were offside. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I didn't say anything. So then the whole rest of the game, every time I went into the neutral zone, he would start going, cherry-pick, cherry-pick, cherry-pick. And I'm like... Learn the game, man. I'm not cherry picking. I'm breaking out. We have the puck. So I almost got, uh, I was told to cool it by a couple of my teammates. Uh, <laughs> where, where? I'm, I'm, I'm considering filing a complaint. Listen, I know it's crazy. We won nine to one game over fine. Uh, but the fact that he's calling and I told him just do your fucking job, you know, do your job, call the game. Like it's any other game. <laughs> Don't be blowing off sides when we're not even at the blue line yet. Like, that's ridiculous. Jesse Hill, so I, I, Jesse Hill in the YouTube chat I, says, in Perko voice, I can do what I want. <laughs> I can do what I want. Thank you. Hey, you know what? And that's that's what one of my teammates actually said to me that was on my side on it. He's like, we're, we pay to play here. We pay for the referees to do their jobs correctly. And he he wasn't. So I'm, I'm considering filing a complaint. Tell, somebody tell me I'm wrong. Should I not file don't, a complaint here? Don't consider. This is what I would do. And I think Bill knows where I'm going with this. Maybe. Bill knows me. Uh, don't consider shit. Do shit. Uh, go. I, I, I don't know what you said to the guy. But I, I would have had words with him on the ice. And I would I, I would go up to uh, management of the place or whatever. And I would, I would just, uh, I'd go off. I, I, that's 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 me. Inside joke here, but you'd be in Jurgen's office in two seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. I really would. I, I, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't well, take shit like that. That's not. That's, that's ridiculous. See, okay, so I'm. I wasn't being. I mean, I was. I guess I was being a dick when I, in the way I was reacting. But I mean, I didn't initiate this shit, right? 
Right. I don't. And, I, and I wasn't not, there. It's not directed at the other team. It's directed at the official, right? Right. Yeah. So, Which I mean, you can get on. You can get a bench minor if you're on the bench or on sportsman like. For but who cares? You're up nine to one. Go off. Yeah, there was. Uh, there were, and yeah, the the other team wasn't even saying anything. They didn't give a shit. They were just like, uh, "Can we just go to running clock? We don't I've, care." I've, so yeah, I've had my share of run-ins with official, uh, officials many times. What facility was this? Yeah, what facility was this? Uh, this was at Kirkwood, but this was H and A. So it was H and A officials. I would, uh, I would, I would write a strongly worded letter. I, I might do. do that. All right, let's spend the rest of this episode coming up with a good way to word this. Or we can talk about the announcement that you want to make. Oh yeah, we do yes. have one of those. You have, we? you have an announcement. We do. Uh, so on to happier times. I'll put my smile on now. Hey, guys, this is my smile. Uh, We have a giveaway, and it's a very exciting giveaway. Uh, Kurt and Bill and I, about, what, two months ago, uh, Mm -hmm. went to Bernie Federko, one of his uh, um, autograph signings. We talked about it the next week. We actually uh, uh, were lucky enough to sit and hear a couple stories from him that were not in the book. Uh, I'd be uh, be hard-pressed to find somebody at Kirkwood Station that had a better time uh, than us that night. Uh, absolutely. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> it was it was us and and uh, listener of the show Jason. We uh, yeah we we sat and had a good time with with Bernie and uh, uh, Jeremy Rutherford mm-hmm. and Jeremy's sister in law, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We talked for a good half hour. Just just us. Yeah, That's cool. Uh, but anyway, so I uh, had Bernie sign a couple an extra copy uh, of his book, and uh, uh, Jeremy signed it as well. So. Uh, it's written by Bernie with Jeremy Rutherford, uh, you know, obviously helping out because he's an actual writer. Uh, so we are uh, we are giving this book away. It is signed by Bernie and Jeremy Rutherford. Um, you guys, you guys don't even know how we're giving this away, do you? I haven't shared this news with you. No, I. Uh, you have. Uh, let, let's, let's, let's. What did you come up with? Because I, I oh. it, it needs to be different than the way we did our last giveaway. Okay, you two are not eligible. Sorry to say. That's fine. Um, I don't want a book that says Jeff. Thanks for the handies, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need that in my collection. Oh man, I, I, that's for me. I've got that one. That's oh, not going to anyone. Sorry, I I forgot you got multiple books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never mind. I, I'm not going to go there. I had something. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So how we're going to do this is we have a Facebook page. Uh, believe it or not, let's go blues radio. Uh, it's not been very active lately, but, uh, I've kind of been trying to jump on making it a little more active for everybody. So in order to do that, I am going to ask for people to follow us. And if you want to join in on this giveaway for the, my blues note by Bernie Federko, you go to facebook.com slash LGB radio, or just look for let's go blues up there in your uh, search bar. Uh, like the page. I'm going to have a post that's going to be coming out uh, probably sometime during this show uh, referencing the giveaway. Uh, all you have to do is share that post and like the page, and you, my friend, are entered into the giveaway. Cool. Awesome. All proceeds go to charity. <laughs> is that a disclaimer that didn't need to be there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you went in full legal mode there for a second. I don't, I don't know where that came from. 
Uh, exciting, cool. Uh, and uh, uh, do we have a time frame on uh, how long before it's yeah, given it's away? It's going to be a week, so uh, okay. I, I don't know when our next show will be, but I'll I'll just go ahead and put it at uh, let's say midnight next Tuesday. So that's what the uh, the twentieth. Uh, it is yeah. Or, uh, Tuesday is the nineteenth, so nineteenth the twentieth is the Wednesday. Yep. So yeah, Tuesday the nineteenth at eleven fifty nine p.m. Central Daylight Time. That is uh, when this will end. So make sure you like Let's Go Blues. It's actually just Let's Go Blues, but the uh, the the link is LGB Radio. Right. And uh, yeah, just go on there, like that, and then when this post comes, just make sure you share it. Very cool. And I think we'll do a show uh, we're set to do one on Wednesday. That's when the blues are off. So uh, that's Makes sense. tentatively when we'll do a show. So that's probably going to happen that way. All right. Well, then we'll probably announce it on the show then. That is, sounds perfect. Cool. That would be perfection. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfection? Gum would be perfection. <laughs> the uh, official beers of episode 168 uh mine's almost gone <laughs> after that long rant by ponder <laughs> what do you got bill um i am drinking six mile bridges it's a local brewery in maryland heights uh their coffee maple stout that sounds good sounds good <laughs> it's uh, not my favorite coffee stout Okay. Is it uh, too coffee e? Not coffee e enough. Not coffee enough. Okay. I found a, there. A so that sounds more like my kind of a coffee stout. It's not coffee e enough. Uh, there have been a couple that I've had lately. Um, I had the Elysian Split Shot it's a espresso stout, which I was really kind of psyched about. But they're coming off uh, almost with a instead of a coffee flavor, it's more chemical flavor that just doesn't do it for me that's mm-hmm. and and i'm still searching for for the real maple i mean the, the concept here is great and i don't know, maybe i got a bad batch but mm. i don't think so um the way it's described is by combining guatemalan coffee beans with 100 pure vermont maple syrup we turned our favorite parts of breakfast into a beer you can drink any time of the day sounds like a good Sounds like yeah, it sounds like a good, it's very it's very well marketed. Yeah, it's very well marketed, and it's not terrible. It's just I don't know. I I think I I have pretty high standards when it comes to coffee and stout. I I would I would when I when I have coffee questions, they come your way, and usually stout questions, they come your way too. So yeah, I would I would I would agree with you on that. <clears throat> uh, Jeff, uh, you uh, did you have a chance to get a beverage uh, uh, in the midst of your anger? I did. Uh, since I've been showing red a little this episode, I went with the O'Fallon STL Red. Uh, actually, this is more in uh, honor of spring training kicking off. Uh, ah. This is the O'Fallon version of, uh, I guess, Cardinals beer. So uh, good stuff. Good, good, uh, good springtime beer. So ready for spring training ready for playoffs ready for MLB season you know it's interesting uh, some some blues fans <clears throat> uh, do not like baseball in the Cardinals you'll, you'll see that on Twitter once in a while but uh, yeah um, I thought you I thought um, you were a, a Cardinal fan no I, I am but I've, I just don't care I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to complain about it. I was just going to note that uh, that you know that, that um, it, it's not, interesting to me I'm not a hater but when I saw the 
people who had obligatory pitchers catchers report today <laughs> tweets and do, posts. Do you know what? I, I was like, ah. Do you know what I, I was speaking of uh, pitchers and catchers reporting or what and spring training officially role you know, starting. Uh, it, I would really love it. It, it wouldn't it be crazy if uh you know the the assistant uh, whoever to the sports director of KSDK whoever was you know uh, at Blues training camp the day like when the doors opened to interview the players walking in you know to the lobby before they get to the locker room and and asking them kind of weird questions in the morning shows or are there to set up camp and to and to, yeah. to act stupid and, and ask funny questions and and grab some players before they uh, get dressed and go on the ice and and just kind of have fun with them. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? You know, do you see shit for the Blues with that? Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you, you see Frank Cusimano give 10 seconds, and the Blues open camp today, and they might show a clip of a, a save in training camp. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they it, at least send, you know, one of their backpack camera people out to film, you know, probably send them out there for two hours for 10 seconds footage, like you said. It'd be, it'd be nice, especially with... You know the the well granted baseball season is still going on when the, that's that's right. part of the deal because the, I mean this, the town is baseball crazy it's and rightfully so it's I mean the Cardinals are the Cardinals but uh, it would be just it would just be kind of cool if the Blues uh, they were uh, the media was as excited about the Blues uh, training camp as they are for Cardinal spring training I know that would never happen but it, it it's a nice thought yeah maybe. Maybe if they won the cup, you'd get a little more coverage. Oh, I think it. Well, uh, yeah, if they won the cup, that next you'd get a little more. I'm sure you would. And yeah, uh, I, I think you'd have. You wouldn't get the the people, uh, all the media there. But I mean, you would. I think you would definitely get at least. Well, I guess one on one one covered it a little more extensively. Yeah, and and uh, we uh, this was has been brought up on Twitter uh, a number of times. Uh, if you know, if the Blues win a cup, their cup parade is going to be ridiculous mm-hmm. i mean it's gonna be i mean i know i mean i'm a, a huge cardinals fan i went to the parades and everything when they won the last couple of series but uh I, the the blues parade will put the last the last one anyway to shame because uh, i mean that no it's no knock on the cardinals parade it was big it was huge but the, i'm, I'm sorry that. been there done that you know 12 11 times uh the city loves it and, and they throw a huge parade and a big party and it's great but your first cup, there's no. It's, it's gonna. There's the parties. The cities. They're going to uh, be in a drunken stupor for uh, weeks. It, like it's gonna be. I mean, I, I, a lot of blues fans are gonna be like Ovechkin. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. And yeah. I, I've already told my wife that she might not see me for about a week after the Blues win the cup. <laughs> I yeah, I'm taking off like a week of work. Yeah, I uh, mean, how many how many people are gonna take a week off of work and then show up like you know? That next week with Stanley Cup face tattoos. And- oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, please no face tattoos. That's that's a that's a that's a that's a decision that you you almost have to be rich to make. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, you don't care about your income. But you're not. Oh, no, or you're a tattoo artist or felon. A felon, right? A that's felon. not that's not really a a, a a a career. I guess it could be. What do you What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a felon. <laughs> There's no checkbox for that on the uh, on the. Resume. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's banned in a lot of cities now. The checkbox. Oh, be, right. Being a felon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they frown on being a felon in most cities. Yeah. Uh, not in St. Louis though. St. Louis, you can be a felon. 
They encourage it. Welcome to St. Louis. We welcome fellas. Right. It's on the billboard when you when you cross uh, Poplar <laughs> Street. Um, my beer tonight is the uh, uh, Salted Caramel Pecan from 4204 Brewery in Belleville. I've had it on the show before. I enjoy it. It's kind of a desserty beer. But the reason why I took I have it tonight is because uh, it's called a Salted Caramel Pecan Ale, and it's because the blues are assaulting the opponents right now. It's a nice segue. Thank you, thank you. And it, I, I mean, it's 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 good if you like uh, if you like uh, caramel and and pecani and it's a sweet beer. It's good though. It's 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 not it's not one you have a bunch of. It's like one you have after you know. It's a dessert. Beer. It's a dessert beer. That's good. Good job by the folks at forty two hundred four. Today in blues history, courtesy of the STL Blues History Twitter account, February thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. Infamous. <laughs> Day in, in blues history. A, a day that will go down in infamy, in painful infamy. Uh, 1999, St. Louis Blues goalie Rich Perrant suffered a scrotal contusion and ruptured testicle on a shot by Scott Pellerin during pregame warm-ups. He underwent surgery later in the day. I remember this happening. And and the talk on the talk on Twitter was too. Was, I thought it was McInnes that did it, and that's like the lore that McInnes took the shot. And uh, I oh, thought the same thing. It's... You, you hear shot-breaking testicle, yeah. and the first person <laughs> in your mind is McKinnis. Right. And, uh, but it was Pellerin. Um, and, yeah, that's a that's – a, man. It's funny because the article attached to the tweet is uh, just, it mentions players just kind of just like mumbling and shaking their heads and, and kind of cringing. And that's – I mean, scrotal contusion and ruptured testicle. I, I remember too. I remember that happening, and I want to say I don't remember if it was McLennan or not because in the uh, the the tweet that STL Blues History put out, um, he mentions a, a quote uh, from McLennan where he just said "painful," and <laughs> I I remember them interviewing somebody on TV, and it might have been that exact same interview. I don't know, but they asked him, and it was like a you know oh so you know what do, what do you think about what happened to Rich Perron? And it was a. It's uh, <laughs> a Family Guy thing. <laughs> like a bunch of those before that's, there was an answer. That's Family Guy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, Pellerin was quoted as saying, "It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a freak thing. It could happen to anybody. Thank God it doesn't happen to everybody." Uh, uh, and then that led to a discussion on Twitter about uh, uh, hockey injuries uh, that people have suffered, but not you know, that themselves, which was kind of interesting. So I had a couple of stories. Yeah. Good, good chat, guys. So I had a uh, in high school uh, former co-host of the show, Justin Wilson, was actually our high school goalie, and um, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, we had a little tradition at the end of warmups, the last shot taken was me uh, from the red line uh, blasting a uh, shot towards his head. Um, and, you know, it was just kind of like a little funny thing, you know, whatever, haha, like getting his head into the game kind of thing. Well, this one got away from me. It was a little lower. Hit him right in the cup. He was not expecting it. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you know, you guys, if you've ever been hit the cup before, I'm sure you have. It, <laughs> it doesn't hurt, hurt. But it like it stings and it, you can feel it and it's just it protects you, but it doesn't. And yeah, so he went down like a sack of potatoes and I skated over. I was like, oh, my God, man, I'm sorry. And he goes, 
apologize to the team, man. We're about to lose ten nothing. <laughs> he he could not make a save to save his life. I felt I felt pretty responsible for that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've talked. <laughs> yeah, we, I, we, it's a good thing uh, my my shot at Bill's head that actually that made contact with his head <laughs> with no helmet on. Uh, did not become a tradition. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, one of the so the last season I played competitive hockey it was a practice uh, when I was playing. Played a handful of games for the SIUE club team, mm-hmm. um, and we were practicing as a Granite City, and that was the usually you know you take a a shot straight on. You know, in the groin, in the midsection, because they'll never say, oh, he took that one off the dick on the broadcast. (laughs) But you take one that's just straight on and you think that's that's got to be the most painful thing that you can deal with. Uh -uh. No, we were doing some weird drill and I forget the guy's name, but heavy left handed shot off the boards at an angle coming across my body got me (laughs) and it was the closest i've ever come to puking from getting hit in the dick it it was awful i that was that was the end of my practice and we were only 20 minutes in i had a i had a we were playing team missouri at uh and it and i blocked a shot and it got me on the bottom of the shin guard uh, where the where the uh, padding is sewn to the plastic, you know, cover. So there's not much padding there, and it was right at the bottom of the shin guard, turned to the right. Man, that guy got all of it, <clears throat> and it, it, I, it, that thing swelled up like a, like a baseball under my skin. Oh God, that hurt so bad. That was the that was that maybe the most pain I was in after getting hit by a puck. That sucked. That was awful. Mm. Uh, Mr. Blue's hat in the YouTube chat says, "Hey Bill, is that the sweater from the Mr. Rogers collection?" The sweater? <laughs> it is. <laughs> he said it is. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. I, I I don't. It's been a couple weeks since I busted one out. <laughs> been doing jerseys, but yes, thank you for noticing. <laughs> I have quite the Mr. Rogers collection. Yeah, he does. I like uh, Bob Rakowski's comments. Scrotal contusion will be my band name when I grow up. It is a good when, band name <laughs> when you grow up. How old are you, Bob? I, for some reason, I see the name Bob Rakowski. I think older gentleman. That's I don't know why I think that. Yeah, Bob I think Rakowski. of a, a little blue monster that's friends with a giant monster who scares children for a living. It's Mike Wazowski. Oh. Very very close. So close. Very close. Missed it by that much. <laughs> Missed it. Uh, 1971. Today's date, 1971, Gary Unger scored his first of his 292 goals as a member of the St. Louis Blues uh, in a 2-1 win versus the New York Rangers. Iron Man Gary Unger. I have a puck sign by him somewhere here. So, uh, on to... You want to talk some Blues hockey? Wait. Oh, I guess. Was it? Hmm? Uh, I guess so. If if we have to... (laughs) I mean, that's what this show's about. Right? Talking on peanuts. I mean, I, I really want to be angry. Like, they, they're not giving me a reason to be angry anymore. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're so the used to being angry. Just, it's not going to be as fun anymore. <clears throat> I mean, we got to complain about something. I guess that's why you led the show off with your complaint about the refing because the official. Yeah. Because 
there's not going to be a whole lot to complain about, I guess, in the show. We'll see. Uh, F the rest. I'm sure we'll find something. Yeah. Uh, so February was supposed to be a, a pretty tough month. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, about how the February was going to be like a make or break month for the Blues. Um, and uh, they're making it so far. Um, Jesus. <laughs> I, I, and I, I tell you what, um, I tell you what, uh, with games uh, to start the month versus Columbus, Tampa Bay, a back-to-back versus Nashville early on, uh, a few easier games that we're in a stretch of now was New Jersey and Arizona and Colorado in the middle. And then uh, after that, we've got Minnesota twice, Toronto, Dallas, Boston, Nashville again to finish out the month. So th- this is a tough month, and the Blues are currently – uh, they have six wins in this month, six games, six wins, no losses, seven straight wins overall, dating back to January. Two of the wins came at home, four on the road, 24 goals for, 13 goals against. They're now 28, 22, and 5 overall, 61 points, and are finally in the positive in the goal differential category. Finally. By the, by the way, it is so funny. I mean, funny now because it's, you know, been a couple months since we've seen them get blown out a couple times mm-hmm. in a row. It's funny how long it took them to get in the positive because they they were blown out so much early yep. in the season that when they got to around 500, you know, that, that's about when you should have seen the the goal differential uh, even out. No, nah, it yeah. still wasn't. It there, took a couple more games. Yeah, they were down by like – there was still a negative like 12 or something. Yeah, something like that. So uh, uh, they jumped up to the uh, first wild card spot. And they're only two points behind Dallas for third in the division, uh, and they have a game in hand on Dallas. This and this this is this is bananas to me. January second, so five and a half weeks ago, something like that. The Blues were thirty first overall in the NHL last. On February thirteenth today, after last night's game, they've jumped all the way to seventeenth overall, which means they've jumped over fourteen teams in five and a half weeks. 14 teams in five and a half weeks. They went 13, four, and one over that 18 game span. Um, and, uh, you know, 13, four, and one is really good. It's not, I guess it's not quite as good as you expect to say we jumped over 14 teams, but their advancement in the standings has also been helped by the fact that the teams around them are just Imploding. not doing a whole lot. They're, they're treading water or under 500. They're just not really playing that well so that 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 helps and which is what the blues needed and uh they are tearing it up it's been such a a perfect storm um i mean we were saying just man a month ago i remember on this show saying you know when are we gonna stop believing that if they could just get hot they're right back in it you know like because we were you know you'd see him win a game you'd see him win two games and you'd say okay here it comes. Here comes the surge, and then they would get blown out that third game. Yep. Yeah. And it's just we we kept saying if they could just it was just it's not going to happen. Stop telling yourself it's going to happen. Well, here you are. What seven game win streak now? Yep. Uh, the record you just rattled off. The 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 goal differential improving. I mean, all of a sudden it happens, and look at that. The Blues are two points out of third in the Central, which is crazy. I mean. You would have told us this at the at the turn of the calendar, and and you would have been laughed at by all three of us. Yeah, and, and it's not like I mean they're doing this against uh, bottom of the barrel teams where someone could come in and say, 
oh, well, you know, they're playing cream puffs right now. That's why they're turning it up. No. This- no they just beat two of the four best teams in hockey three straight three straight wins and not not ticky tack wins they were convincing wins great team efforts yeah. no I, they're, they're playing they're they're doing what they need to do finally uh mr blues hat said uh, but as you say without other teams monumentally tanking we're still out of it yeah we'd we wouldn't be where we are now obviously but i, I think um there's still you know a nice chunk of games to go so i mean they i think they'd be in the hunt but uh you know they could easily be six to eight points uh out of it still right if teams were you know playing well and they're just not i mean that could ha- i mean but here's the deal teams could turn it on i mean you see it all the time where you're trying to gain ground and you just can't because teams are playing well around you so uh that may happen but uh i'll i'll, I'll take it right now yeah i mean I think a lot of fear in Blues fans right now is, you know, it, we're doing great, but are we peaking too soon? You know, is this just going to swing back the other way and teams going to overtake well, us? Yeah, uh, that's. I mean, that's that's a worry. I, I I I mean, I'm still I'm still kind of in the in awe category of enjoying this right now oh, because yeah. it was it was kind of just really shitty for so long. Um, I mean the. The goaltending was just not there, um, what like it needed to be, and the defensive zone responsibilities were awful. Um, we weren't scoring goals, uh, just making stupid mistakes. When's the last time we had too many men penalty? Has it been a while? Has it? I haven't noticed one. Has it yeah, been a while? I haven't, I haven't noticed one in <laughs> quite some time. So even that's been that's been gotten better. So it's really weird how things have just turned around. Um, but I saw an interesting uh, little graph um, that showed the Blues. Uh, progress and points whatnot and how they played so the turning point according to this graph they showed that the spot at which the uh the bertuzzo sanford the bertuzzo sanford fight, fight happened yeah. in, in in practice and when that happened the team took off now i'm not saying that's definitely what what turned the team around but is it a coincidence maybe but it's funny because i had a conversation with somebody at the time that happened i was like you know what and we talked about it on the show. It really was not that big of a story. It was blown out of proportion because it was on video. That's the only reason. If it wasn't on video, it would have gotten a mention by Korak and Rutherford and the guys that, and the reporters that saw it, and it would have gotten some discussion. But it wouldn't have been what it was. Um, but a because, little dust up. Yeah, it was a dust up, and and fine, it's fine. But uh, and I said, you know, that that could be something that could. Uh, you know, it can only help the team. It's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna hurt the team. It can. It can help. I mean, the way the team, the Blues were playing, it could have only helped. Them. It, it couldn't have hurt them anymore. And uh, man, there was. Uh, uh, the, who was it? The, I forget who it was. Uh, basically said that anybody who call said that it was that it could have helped the team is an idiot. And yeah, you know, how people are online. And uh, so I, I I went back and found it today, and I looked it up and said, oh yeah, that's how it went. That's just kind of funny. So. Um, and I kind of replied to the uh, the chart where it showed that point is where the, they actually started to play better. So uh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, we talked about it on this show, and I think we all were in agreement. Not that, oh, no, it can be a positive. Like, that really wasn't our thought. It was that, like you said, Kurt, that that it's a nothing thing. I mean, this this happens in hockey. I mean, I, I think I even told the story about the time that my teammate and I got in a fight on the bench during a game one time. I mean, well, you sound like a joy to nothing. play hockey with. What you're fighting teammates oh, and arguing I, with referees? I, 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 would you believe that <laughs> even, I'm normally the captain of my team? Even I never fought a teammate. I don't think. 
Yeah, if it would, it would have been Bill. <laughs> you know, he's a listener of the show, and I'll just go ahead and say it because he knows it's true. He's a dick, so he deserved it. Ah. But, uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, that was years ago. That was when I was on roids. Um, <laughs> that, but, uh, ah, that explains things now. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's why I'm so flabby now. I was going to say um, the, and the anger issue, the rage issues. Yeah. It's, no, it's holdover. It, it's, it's such a, a nothing thing that happens. I mean, we've... We've all seen it. You know, we talked about Tarasenko going back. It's getting into it years ago. That didn't blow up at all. And that was in the social media age. It's because there wasn't video of it. Um, that's a bigger deal, well, too. I mean, I, I mean, as was. far as like star power goes, that's a that's a much bigger story to me. Yeah. And the fact that it was the captain. Right. And your captain uh, and your best player. Right. Wow. Captain yeah. putting the best player in his place. Right. Or attempting and to. A, and it was a captain that, that knows how to fight, too. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, you know, Al McKinnis getting in with someone. It's David Backus who knows how to throw him. So, yeah, I mean, that that was a much bigger deal. And then there was years ago, I remember, uh, Kelly Chase got in a fight with somebody in practice because uh, I think it was a kid that, that hit McKinnis a little too hard. You know, and it's just uh, – it happens. It's part of the game. I mean, I hate to say it, but – and it's the same thing with uh, with Mike Yo in Minnesota. When, when he went on his rampage, his tangent in practice – uh, before, you know, uh, right before they turned it around, right before they got Devin Dubnik, that got so much coverage, but it's because it was on camera. If that doesn't happen on camera, I don't think anyone in St. Louis, anyone outside of Minnesota is discussing it, but it made NHL on NBC because there was full video yep. of him chewing out his players. Yep. Um, so the, got the, uh, this month started with the game against Tampa Bay. Uh, well, this nice little, well, Tampa was the first game of the month, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, highest, uh, best team in the NHL, highest scoring team in the NHL. Uh, Bennington got the start, uh, got the shutout, stopped all 32 shots. This was a, this was a, uh, a game for me. This was a game where I, uh, probably yelled pretty fucking loud when they, when they won in overtime. That was a, that was a emotional win yes that was yeah that that was the first time that i have jumped off the couch <laughs> about a blues play since the playoffs two years ago mm. I mean, mm. it was god i was so jacked scared the hell out of all three dogs <laughs> it was a beautiful moment yeah my my kids uh my kids uh sit up with me and watch it and we uh uh, they were uh, they were talking about how uh, how how Daddy yelled <laughs> after the when, the when the game when the goal was scored, um, which yeah that's what I do. CPS showed up the next day. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Like oh yeah they're, they're fine. I I'm pretty good friends with a, a guy who's a, a very big Lightning fan, um, and we were talking back and forth in this game, and, and I told him that you know about the middle of the second period, I'm like this is one of the most exciting games I've seen the Blues play this year. And he actually said, really? Because I hate this game. This is the <laughs> sloppiest game I've seen the Lightning play. And I'm like, that doesn't make me feel good. Well, you know what, though? But, you just you just say this. You say, well, the Blues made him play sloppy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's honestly what the conclusion I came to on myself was I just said, hey, you know, I mean, the Blues are playing well. You that, know, they're, they're, you know, they're giving the, the best team in the league a run for their money. That always happens, though. I mean, when, when uh, your team plays – well, in your mind, you're watching your team play. You think they're playing well. They're making the plays. They're causing the other team to not make plays. 
you know, your you feel your team plays well, and the other team plays says they team the team plays like shit. When the Blues were getting beat early in the season, what do we say? They're playing like shit. Uh, so I'm sure the other teams felt that they were causing a lot of the Blues uh, turnovers and and uh, bad decisions and stuff like that. So I, it, I mean, it, there's a, a little truth to both probably, but I I think that uh, that's pretty much the case whenever a team loses uh, like that. And they, and you know what? To be honest, I think the Blues are probably still thought of as well, maybe not quite right now, but. Maybe at this when this game happened, people were still thinking the Blues were kind of uh, you know bottom cellar dweller. They got a lot more right. press right. lately. <clears throat> right, the, this we're was losing a game, blues, blues. Yeah, this was this was a game I think that cemented it for a lot of people that that it wasn't a fluke. It, that that it appears to be more than a fluke that the run that they went on. I mean, to to go into Tampa and shut that team out. I mean, it was a hell of a goaltender's duel until mm. the leaky goal that uh, Shen scored. Uh, yeah. But first shot in overtime, too. Isn't that crazy? I know. Both well, teams. Four minutes ago, but right, yeah. right. Both teams, tons of possession. Nobody well, shoots the puck. In the, it's such a chess game in overtime, too. I mean, yeah. nobody like wants to turn over the puck. Sometimes you get the run and gun back and forth. Other times you get... Trying to set things up. Nope, doesn't look good. Back out of the zone. Start out. Reset. Come back in. Pass around. Go real slow. Curl around. Uh, sometimes the play goes that way. Sometimes it's uh, and it, and as soon as there's a scoring chance, then all bets are off because where's the puck going after the shot? You know, then it could be back and forth. So, and it, it wasn't quite that way. Uh, Mandarin Melon in the YouTube chat says it wasn't sloppy on the part of Tampa. It was stick on puck clinic by the Blues. The Blues shut them down. That I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. I don't think I'm being biased here. I agree with that. I, I to, for the most part, I, I think the Blues just played a really good defensive game, and they've. And I, and I say that because they've been playing pretty darn good defensive hockey, for the most part, for the past what since what to late December, mid December. Since Bennington took over. Well, yeah, then, but they, they were playing better. They were playing better before that too. I thought. Um, yeah, th- their play had tightened no, up a lot no, better. No, absolutely. Jabo's Jabo really turned his game on. Gunnarsson, I mean, I I thought for sure when he went down, you know, we would lose a step, but no. Everybody is so committed to playing defensive hockey right now. It's it's great. Yeah, forwards back. I mean, the for, everybody is just being a lot more responsible. Forwards, uh, forwards, and you just don't see the the blatantly poorly missed assignments around the net like right. we hit we did early in the season which is so right i mean you're not, I, you're not seeing patrick kane getting the lane <laughs> straight down the middle right it's like you what know? the hell yeah that, and that's and in the nashville game which we'll talk about in a little while that's what happened on um tarasenko's goal yeah uh, when they they busted coverage the busted coverage and they they were the the play was going back the other way and uh, uh, number ten for Nashville, whoever the he Sissons. he 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 bolted the other way. Mm-hmm. He took like four or five strides and stopped, left the lane way open, and Tarasenko slid in there and got that really beautiful pass from Shen, and then uh, uh, put it by Saros. So or was it Saros? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but the game against Nashville then. Um, so first uh, game against Nashville. the first game against Nashville on Saturday, uh, I went to uh, Sunrise Brewery. To watch this one, it was uh, it was a blast. Yeah, it was so much fun. Usually, that place empties out, uh, you know, because people go to the game, they they leave the shuttles and stuff, and go, but uh, and and it did kind of, but then uh, just a few minutes into the game, it like the place just like sucked up Blues fans, <laughs> and it was really packed a few minutes into the game, so uh, that was pretty fun. 
But uh, this was a fun game too. They played, and it just the play from Tampa just continued. It seemed like they played a really good game. Well, it's it's funny because I said earlier that that I, I was texting my buddy uh, Tampa fan that this was the most exciting game of the season. Then Saturday happens. That was the most exciting game of the season. I mean, that was back and forth. I actually, I mean, we'll get into Sunday's game. I actually enjoyed this game more than Sunday, and I think oh, you I guys too. probably I agree. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, and a lot of people are saying, oh, Sunday's game is one of the best games of the year for uh, the entire uh, NHL. That's first two periods. That's, <laughs> that's, pretty that's, good. That's, that's, that's those people that don't want defense. Like, I mm. love a strong defensive goaltending game with plenty of scoring chances, but goalies coming up big, and that was that was Saturday's game. Bennington played great again. Uh, Rene is Rene. I mean, Rene is always strong against the Blues. And it was there was a couple back and forth. You know, there was a little bit of – of uh, uh, Blues get a chance, Predators take it down, they get a chance. I mean, it was fast. It was it was nasty, which, oh, my God, I love. Because yeah. I actually, the night before, had watched a game from, like, 2001 uh, uh, Shark Series uh, with the Blues. And, I mean, every single play, there was a hit. You had the puck, you were going to get hit in that series. And uh, uh, skirmishes after whistles, and it was just – and then I'm like – Man, I really wish I wouldn't have watched that before today's game because this isn't going to be as exciting to me. They were nasty. There was some some skirmishes after plays. There was hitting hard into the boards. The maroon the fight. Referees were, yeah, the maroon fight to kick it off. I mean, that was that was some exciting hockey. That was some old school hockey with plenty of scoring chances. Pretty much, if if you're wanting to, to get somebody into hockey. Show them well, that game. Well, it's a di- I thought that was a perfect game for both teams. It's a division game too, so it's like I mean, I, I mean, it's you know, the game against Tampa was fantastic, but it's a it's a interconference game. It's it's you know, but the, this game against Nashville, it's a division rival, so it's even it's amped up already, right? It, and going into you know, that, so the the home game Saturday, totally expected letdown. Just because we play like shit and you know non evening games, um, our record hasn't been great, and uh, it it turned out like you guys said, it just to be the most exciting home game of the year so mm-hmm. far. And I think a lot of people going into Sunday, now you're getting you know you get the back to back games and it really does feel like the playoffs and people started the the national media since it was was on NBC on Sunday they were all drooling at the end of the game that if playoffs started today this would be your first round matchup yeah, let's start it right now <laughs> and that's oh wouldn't that be great oh to play Nashville yet oh you get, you try and get revenge from uh, a few years ago with the with the yeah in the playoffs oh yeah. That I, I that I I'm all about revenge in the playoffs. I, they, like I always said, right, when the Hawks were were, were beating the Blues, I'm like, no, give me the fucking Blackhawks again. I want to beat them. I want. Re- I, I don't want to. I don't want to beat somebody else. I want to beat them. And then when we beat them in seven games, I'm like, fucking yes, that was fantastic. Yeah, we that that's an ongoing discussion that we've had on this show. We've all said like people think we're crazy because I think it was 16. We said we want the Blackhawks. Uh-huh. Then we want to play the Sharks. Then we want to play the Kings. Then we want to play the Red Wings. Um, that's what that's that's what I want because we've exercise the all the demons. Yes, and <laughs> Kurt, you said this. I think you said this last week that the the beauty of the playoffs is just so much fun. I mean, Amazing. your team could lose in four or five games, but 
that's four or five exciting fucking hockey games. And yeah, Blues play Nashville. There's a decent chance the Blues lose that series. But you know what? Those are going to be some hard hitting games, some some strong defense, great goaltending. If if uh, who we think is is going to be in net will be in net, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, it's just that's the series I want to see because that is going to be a, a wear and tear series that whoever is left standing is the one that's going to win. Uh, Dunn scored first in the Saturday game. Uh, nice goal, five minutes in. A uh, little toe drag around Rene who couldn't pick the puck up. Yeah, followed him. Fouled himself, his own yeah. rebound, yep. picked it off his pads yep. and stuffed it. Yeah, you could tell Rene didn't know where the puck was, which was uh, which was helpful. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the, the the goal we talked about late in the first period, the uh, fantastic behind the back uh, pass from Shen to Teresenko, who was cruising down the slot unnoticed, which happened because uh, uh, Nashville had the puck for a second, and uh, the Blues forced a turnover. Whether I think it was uh, O'Reilly and Shen, one of them got a stick on and knocked it away. But as soon as they gained possession, boom. Uh, players from uh, Nashville, a couple of them went, started to go up the ice, and uh, one left the slot unattended, and the Blues got it right back, and that was Shen, and he looked and saw Tarasenko slide right down the slot, and right where the defenseman, the forward was, who was covering the area, and it was wide open. We see the pass, we see the pass and just uh, smoked uh, Rene uh, bl- uh, blocker side. So that was, I mean, uh, and that, that's a goal that the Blues were giving up early in the season. That right. was not a I mean, it happens because turnover. I mean, it's a turnover, and obviously you're going the other way, and that that burned the Blues a number of times. It seemed to be the kind of goal the Blues would give up but not get. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now it's it, and everything is like turning. It's done a complete, uh, as some folks would say, it's done a complete 360. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, stop, stop, stop halfway. Stop halfway. They're done a 540. God, the Blues and their. The, they they make it a, they made a seven ten here guys it's been crazy, <laughs> uh, you know and and like that is something that we have talked about on this show and I mean I, I still will stand by what I've said in the past even when the Blues were losing that uh, go back and listen we don't need to rehash it but um, when it comes to when it comes to trading players yeah I'd still like to see something maybe not this season because it's working but um, I mean. Tarasenko, we'll get to him next game, but holy cow, he looks like Tarasenko of three years ago. Ryan O'Reilly, we've talked about him all year, has been phenomenal. Um, everyone outside of, of Robbie Fabry has stepped up their game so well that it's it's exactly what we thought we were getting going into the season. And you can blame coaching if you want. I don't know. It's it's probably as much mental as it is coaching, but this is what we thought we were getting all season. And it's just, they're getting those chances. I mean, you're, you're seeing if that would have happened two months ago, I feel like Tarasenko is not going to that spot. Shen's not hitting him with a pass. They're, they're making the plays they need to make mm. to capitalize on mistakes by the other team. You just weren't seeing that months ago. And you're seeing it now. I mean, this is this is what a good hockey team does, and, and Tarasenko it's so is, exciting to watch. Tarasenko is uh, uh, quickly, all of a sudden, uh, now is leading the team in goals, 22. Yep. Past O'Reilly, uh, who has 21. Um, the 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 first goal that Bennington gave up in the uh, Saturday game uh, was probably the you know, the worst goal I've seen him give up uh, since he the one that the bad angle shot that. Uh, uh, 
uh, Ekholm had that uh, off his off the cuff of the trapper, and yeah. then it was going wide, barely, and it hit the cuff, and then just kind of changed directions, went over and and up and in. It was a it was a bad angle, it was a bad goal. Uh, it was a fluky kind of a thing, but uh, that's that's something he's got to have. It was a Jake Allen esque. <laughs> I was the wild. not I was not going to go there, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, you're right. But so, somewhere Roman Turek was watching, smiling. <laughs> um, but here's the thing with here's the thing with that goal is that. Uh, and I don't want to. I'm not trying to make excuses for Bennington. It was a soft goal. It was a bad goal. A terrible goal. Um, but uh, here's the thing: bad, bad goals. You know, every goalie in the league is going to give up bad, soft goals from time to time. It that you can't avoid them. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Um, so it it really so they're they're going to happen. So the 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 idea is to keep them the 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 soft goals. To a minimum, as few and far between as possible, right? So, and how do you respond to a goal that goes in? How does the goalie play after the soft goal? How does the team play after a soft goal? Um, in Bennington's what eleven starts, where he's got nine one and one. I think he is. He's he this that's easily I think the worst goal he's given up. And really, the, he, I mean, maybe he has another soft one, kind of. But he's not not a lot of bad goals. At all, so I mean, so I, he's been very good at, eh, you know, it's a bad goal, uh, no big deal, and he doesn't. Well, you, he goes games without a lot of another one like that. So I think yeah, that's that's you, important. You hit the you hit the nail on the head when you said it's it's not giving up the bad goal, it's how you respond. And let's face it, when Jake Allen gave up a bad goal, the team wasn't responding, and that's because it was a game by game basis, you know. And, and I'm not listen, Allen fans, I'm not. Tried to bash Jake Allen is that when he has an off night, he really has an off night. And he'll give up a bad goal one game, two bad goals the next game, one bad goal the next game. And so when it happens, the players, you know, in a, in a mental thing are saying, okay, next shot's probably going in too. And they just lose all confidence. Bennington, and then when Elliott was goalie too, this I think this is what happened. Um, they would make a, a a bad goal would go in, and then they pick themselves up and say, "All right, let's rally around it. Let's let's uh, you know Jordan gave up an easy one. Let's go out and 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 equalize this. Let's go out and and make Rene give up a bad goal. I mean, it's it's a completely different mentality because you have way more confidence in your goaltender, and I just don't think they have that with that one. And a, a few minutes later, uh, the Blues responded. Barbashev, you know, whacks away at the loose puck in front of Renee, and uh, how was it? John Kelly calls him McEckerin. <laughs> puts <laughs> puts the extra R in there, um, and uh, stuffs in the uh, the third whack overall to restore the two goal lead. So the Blues responded nicely. They played well um, after the bad goal, and they uh, they got a goal to uh, get the two goal lead back. So, and then uh, which is how it stayed. It stayed three to one until Schwartz missed the empty net goal from center ice, which I'm like at the time you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. This guy cannot score. He can't even score on a on a a goalieless net. So uh, not it wasn't um, Patrick Stefan level bad. You remember when he missed the empty net oh, against the Oilers? Oh, well, that wasn't his fault though. That the puck the puck hopped, the puck hopped the puck on him. Hopped, but oh, but the Oilers went back the other way and tied oh, I know. the game. But the Oilers lost in overtime. Yeah. So that's that's the that's no. the that's yeah. the that's the Blues miracle uh, Monday Night Miracle uh, losing a game seven kind of story. Uh, it's a great how, moment. How can you're huh? really saying that that's not Patrick Patrick Stefan's fault? 
I'm saying that he oh. he I, what what I'm saying is is that he carries the puck down, and he goes he wants to basically just slide it in all the way in the goal, and I mean the puck hops over his blade, and then he I guess he's playing it too casual. He's like oh shit and tries to stop and he, and he slides and falls down and they the, the go the other way and they score. I, I don't oh. think I think I well I mean what would you have wanted him to do? Shoot it. Yes. Okay. Well, he, he had ample opportunity puck. to shoot the puck before getting to well, the side of the net and falling down. I'm you just don't slide the puck in. You go in on a breakaway with no goalie. You're sliding it from the hash marks at the least. I'm just saying, you. It's not all his. The, the puck hops over your blade right when you go to just. He he went to just backhand it <laughs> in, and the puck slops, hops over a stick. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a tough break. The gods were not on his side. They Ray Ferraro guys. disagrees with you. Yes, I retired shortly Ray, after. Ray, Ray, oh my god. <laughs> he ripped him a new one. Huh? Patrick Stefan, you cannot let that happen. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. Yeah, um, that's uh, exactly what he said. Well, oh Dal- Dal- Dallas won the game. But I'm just yeah. they it was it was uh yeah, sure. I, I I'd probably shoot it too, but I'm just saying that had the puck not magically jumped over his blade right when he went to backhand it in uh the, you know he, he scores yeah but come on kurt as a as a forward you understand i mean you don't let that happen because you don't let it get that far what did you got a chance sunquist chance at the net you just put it Sun, in the net sunquist open uh, empty net goal of the night where he kind of he kind of uh, uh juggled the puck coming into the across the blue line and he looked like he kind of almost had trouble with it on backhand, and he kind of and he skated in. And I'm like, man, he might miss this. You know what I mean? The, the other night, and uh, but he put it in. So if the puck bounces over, when he comes in, instead of firing into the net, he just kind of slid it in. If it pops over his stick, I mean, is that his fault too? Yeah. I'm. I'm just okay. I'm. I'm not. You have a chance. You have a chance to put the puck in an empty. I just. I, I'm not saying it's it. not his fault. I'm. I'm just saying I don't think he deserves the. The wrath of of Ray Ferraro that came down on him to the, the level it was. I think. I think. Yeah. Well, if the fucking puck doesn't pop up in the air, right. it goes in. It's not that part was not Stefan's fault. Uh, otherwise, I'll give you that. He should have. I mean, you can. I, yeah, sure. He's trying to. Anything going through his mind? I'm sure he's trying to just skate it as skate it in as close as possible, so I can't possibly miss this shot. I'll just I'll just push it in, and it pops over his blade. What? You know, that's. His but reasoning was not we're, awful. We we're just gonna have to agree. To his re agree. his his thought process was not crazy. Right. He just got too casual. He he was casual doing it. I I'll give yeah. him, I'll give you that. He got too casual because when it did pop over his blade, he kind of he he tried to slam on the brakes and he fell down. So. For but, those of you but, that have no idea what we're talking about, right. go on to YouTube right now. It's an excellent video. If you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. But we digress. Really, Edmonton. I'm I'm pissed. At, I'm pissed that game at Edmonton for not winning in overtime. You got to fucking win that game. Yeah, you're oh giving that. You're giving that lifeline, and that was that was a playoff. Oh, chase, and that was right because right, uh, Joseph had just made a huge save right before that. Yeah. Huge save. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. We digress. Right. Schwartz misses the empty net. We all knew. We all knew at that point. Nashville's getting a goal. Yeah. And uh, well, we knew at that point too. I mean, uh, we'll talk about the game up here in a little bit. But at that point, I even said that dude's never going to score another goal in the NHL. Well, right. I mean, that was, I was going through all of our heads. I, 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 even. I mean, his last goal that he scored before that game was on an empty net. He hadn't scored in a goalie in like thirty whatever games, whatever yeah. it was. Thirty one games, I think. It was terrible. So uh 
so Schwartz misses the goal, <laughs> and uh, and then Johansson. I don't think Johansson got enough credit for this goal. This was an amazing shot. I mean, the I mean, not the shot itself, but the fact that he actually got it off because it was. Huh? Oh wait, no, that's the next game. The, yeah, this the, the, this is the one that the, the block shot that fluttered up, you know, eight feet in the air, whatever it was, and then comes down at his feet. Right, and, and he, he winds up, and he and he takes a slap shot, and as soon as right, he he makes contact with that puck as soon as it hits the ice. Right, his timing had to be perfect. Right, if he's off by a tenth of a second, that puck's going fluttering up in the air. It's, it's not. He's missing it. Right. And uh, it's, it's like a perfect volley shot. Yeah. Yes. It was. It was unbelievable. And I don't think. I don't. I mean, I was at a bar at the time, but I, I didn't. I. I don't think they gave him quite enough credit for how crazy good that shot was. Uh, he's he's a hell of a player. When uh, Columbus was looking to trade him because of whatever his issues with Tortorella or whatever, I I was really hoping the Blues would get him. I love his skill set. I love his game, but. Um, I don't, obviously now I have to, I have to hate him because he's on Nashville. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like his overtime faceoff skills, but here it is the referee apparently. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Blues, uh, the Blues win the game three to two, outshoot Nashville thirty three thirty one. It was like the four thousandth game in a row the Blues outshot their opponents. Um, uh, and that that streak came to an end on Sunday because that uh, Nashville outshot the Blues forty four to something, and. Uh, so I think that was the first time the Blues had been outshot in like 20 games, something like that. So uh, battle of the backups on Sunday. Um, Allen got the starts in this one. Saros was in net for Nashville. Um, and Blues jump out uh, 2 nothing once again, which yeah. was uh, – I'm like, I'm like – I'm sitting here home watching the game. I'm like, I'm like – pissing myself i can't believe this is all happening i'm like tampa bay and nashville yesterday and we're fucking up two nothing to get on nashville again this is ridiculous yeah <laughs> this is uh so it was the tarasenko snipe shot right yo yeah well first one was petrangelo right off the post and in which was a great yeah. shot and the second one cut, right cut down the middle oh uh, god what that what where's nashville's d i well i and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were there, but they just didn't. I don't know. I guess they didn't. Uh, they didn't get in the in the shooting lane. Um, but to be fair, to be fair, yeah, every time, right? Every time. Uh, yeah. uh, the shot was from you know, it wasn't in tight. It was you know, top of the circles or yeah. something like that. So it was. It was, it was, I mean, it was a good shot. It was a good distance. Play. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, so and then Tarasenko's goal. My God. Line ripper, and I think uh, him. If he was a righty, uh, this shot would have been like, okay, you know, that's just a good snipe. Right. But a lefty from that spot on the ice, Coming beating across him across the green, across the green, yeah. and beating Saros uh, far upper. Yeah. I'm like, that was amazing, a sneaky, sneaky good. Uh, that shot was fantastic, and that's a shot uh, that, uh, that, that was... month... hmm? Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, Saros's reaction on that was, you could tell he was just kind of like. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about that. Well, like, and that followed the rarely, first shot. You see a goalie not really have a reaction after a goal, and that's what it was. Well, and that followed the, the Petrangelo shot that rang off the post and a fantastic shot. And the second one is another fantastic shot that beats him. He's like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> all these, <laughs> all these snipes are going here? in. So the, and, and uh, this is a shot that Tarasenko would have shot wide, would have wrapped around the boards, and went out of the zone uh, a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, we we weren't getting that kind of accuracy. No, it, it hit the post or five and, feet wide. And it's so strange that that I mean, I guess when things come together, 
things really fucking come together. I mean, you know, we're not just getting good goaltending. We're not just getting better play on our own end. We're not just scoring more goals. We're we're sniping corners. Uh, we're uh, we're the right it, guys are getting hot. Yes, uh, it's it's so. Um, I feel like George Papar on the A team saying, "I love when a plan comes together." It's fantastic. Amen, Hannibal. <laughs> By the way, that uh, that is quite the dated reference. Good work, sir. Oh, well, you know, it's, uh, the A team. The A team is always in style. Oh, always. Um, <laughs> I never saw the re- the remake movie. Was that any good? I no. Uh, oh, with um, the Rock and was it? Is it? No, Who it was, was in it? It was um, Bradley Cooper. Was in it? Oh, that's right. Was face. The Rock was in it, wasn't he? No, I think it's not. Who was? No, it I wasn't forget. The Rock. Who, who was BA? I who was BA? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't watch it, it. It wasn't great. Kimbo, Kimbo Slice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was God. it Kimbo? I don't know. I was totally no. guessing. No, no, I thought it was. I don't know. I haven't seen it. That sounded right. Anyway, irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. Um, so yeah, what what uh, what's amazing? And, and you know, we've talked about this on the show, and, and you guys have played hockey as long as I have. That. I mean, and, and and it's such a cliche nowadays to say this, but hockey is such a mental game. It's all in your head. I mean, there are times, even with me in my fucking men's league, I'll go on a scoring tear, but then I won't scare, score for 25 games. And it's just like, I was I literally just had 10 goals in 10 games right before this. What happened? And you just, you get in your own head, you overthink it. I mean, there are ch- times where you have the puck in the slot all you got to do is wrist a shot, blocker side, but you're still going to shoot it glove side because you're just so worried about getting the puck to the back of the net for one time. I mean, look at Jaden Schwartz. I bet, I bet the goals start coming now. Well, I mean, again, well, he, he hadn't scored we'll 31 games. A little bit here. Hadn't scored 31 games, and he really should have had two last night. Uh, that that, that yeah. one that was interference was mad border. That was tough. Nah, I agree that was tough. With it. I do. I do too. I do too. But. That was that's a tough goal. That, that I mean it it he interfered, but you know that's it's not. I've seen worse not called. I'll say that. That's well, we've said that it, it's kind of just a drop in the bucket. You know whatever whatever the the the, the Toronto thinks it should be that night. That's what it's going to be. It's it changes all the time. I, interference, yeah, but. I told my daughter. I said that 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 I said eh, it's probably not going to count. I said I'd count it, <laughs> but I but they're probably going to take it away. Now, I, and and you know we talk about the psyche of Jake Allen, and and you know it's it's you know always. Oh, He's he's fragile, and the only reason that that you see goalies be fragile is because that's that's one position on the ice. There's only two guys that are going to play that position all night, so it's easy to zero in and say that's a fragile goalie right there. Well, guess what? There's fragile skaters. There's guys that that just cannot break out of slumps. They can't they can't get themselves out of their own heads, and I honestly believe. That Jaden Schwartz was one of those guys. I think Tarasenko was one of those guys for a little while, and and we'll see with Schwartz. I mean, the, the verdict's still out on him how he's going to react here. But you look at David Perron, not playing well. We talked about the offensive zone penalties before he got injured. He was lighting up the scoreboard after he got healthy scratched. You know what? And, though? and I think it's a confidence thing. You get you get that one goal, and you just say. Holy shit! I remember how to do this now, and you just—it just opens the floodgates. You know, everybody, uh, every, almost every player in the NHL is streaky to some degree. Some more than others. I, I mean, I, O'Reilly has been pretty damn consistent. He, yeah. and and that's that's 
not the norm. That, that is something that's, that's elite level stuff. Uh, the vast majority of players in the NHL are streaky. They'll get a few, you know, they'll get three goals in five games and then uh, not score for half a dozen, you know, and it's just, goes that way. Yeah. Schwartz uh, goes three seasons between goals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I mean, I, I think sometimes the whole streakiness thing is uh, the whole, uh, gosh, hasn't scored in so long. Uh, is kind of overblown a little bit because I think every player has that. Um, now Schwartz's thing was a bit extreme. It was 30, 31 games, right? He hadn't scored in something like that. So. It, that was that's 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 um, pretty half a season. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and and going into last night's game over over the last five games, he had been shooting the puck every chance he got. Yeah, and and it was well, just got, a matter of time. And uh, well, and Tarasenko, uh, he's was eleven goals in his last twenty-two games or something like that. Is something that what he's like got? that? Yeah. So he's he's think, back on track. Shoulders yeah, I mean, and, better. And, and that's why the, you always talk about depth scoring. That's why teams it's so important for for teams to to make sure they find that depth because, and that's why Nashville went out and got a guy like Brian Boyle because these superstars on these teams, these guys are going to hit those moments where they're not. Connecting, they're not connecting with their line mates. They're nothing's working for them. They can't get the puck to go to the back of the net. You know, I, I always think back to, to Pittsburgh with uh, with Crosby and Malkin. Um, you know, Crosby will have a down game, but Malkin's putting up four points, and then vice versa the next night. You know, I mean, it's that's why you need to have this depth scoring because, like you said, Kurt, to a certain degree, every player is a streaky player. They're going to have an off night. They're going to have a couple off nights. And you need to rely on the rest of your offense to pick up the slack when that player is not fighting the back of the net that night. How many times do you hear so and so? Oh, it's the first goal in six games, something like that. You know, it's, and who's a good player who you know scores thirty goals a season and is always the first goal in five or six games? And that happens all the time. <clears throat> um, so uh, uh, Predators uh, cut the lead in half. Uh, Tarasenko is backchecking. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and uh, kind of left, uh, went to the middle, left Arbus in the side of the net. Uh, pass goes kind of through, uh, off uh, off of uh, uh, Allen and then through Tarasenko and then uh, to Arbison, who has basically a tap in. But uh, again, Blues respond with a goal fairly soon after, less than a minute later. Bozak gets the uh, a strange goal by Bozak, the slap backhander that uh, went through traffic. And, uh, <laughs> and again, so Soros in this game has the Petrangelo goal. He's got the Tarasenko goal and then the Bozak goal. Right. It's like all of a sudden it's three goals, and he's like, I, you know, I, I don't think I had a shot on any of them. Right. So, well, you're you're not expecting that shot from Bozak. No. And it, it's weird. Um, so watching highlights uh, last night of the Detroit game, and Anathasiu. Happy to see you. Happy to see you. Happy to see you. He did that, and somebody, you know, the the uh, broadcaster made the comment, slap backhander. When was the last time you saw that? I'm like, when, so, <laughs> Sunday? Did, did, did you Sunday. watch the Blues game? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was beauty. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, as a goalie, you're not expecting that shot. No. And it's through traffic. traffic. It, was, it was through yeah. traffic, too. I mean, yeah. there was only two guys. Were, I mean, that's tough. That's a tough puck to pick up. I mean, I, well, that's I, just one. That's just that's just one of those where it's just I just got to get this shit on that. Oh sure, uh, yeah. That's, and, what, that's what's going through Bozak's head, and, yeah. and, it, and it, sometimes it works. Yep. 
Um, so Blues had a three to one lead going in the third period. So you think you're feeling pretty good about it. And then uh, the uh, on Twitter, the uh, infamous uh, uh, wrap around uh, Yossi goal, um, mm. where mm. Le, le, you want you have a comment on this goal about uh, about how I played it. It um, sounds like Bill has something to say. Because yeah, yeah, I think Bill wants to talk. It, it was <laughs> so disgusting. Like, just the the difference between Jake Allen and Jordan Bennington is exposed in that play right there. Bennington, you, you go back to the Florida game when you heard them. Florida it was either no, it was the Tampa Bay game when you heard Darren Pang talk about uh, Scotty Bowman and Les Binkley. Uh, a you know past great goaltender in the NHL talking about how great Bennington's feet are. Jake Allen doesn't have that. He overslides his position. We've been bitching about that since he's been given the number one position. That's the one thing he needs to work on in his game. Stop sliding so far out of the damn net. He overcommitted there. Uh, he overcommitted not too long before that. Yossi had another round attempt. Mm-hmm. I think Dunn stopped oh, yeah. it. Dunn, yeah, Dunn saved the bacon yeah. on that play. But it's the exact same fucking it thing, the, and he mm-hmm. did the exact same mm-hmm. fucking thing he didn't in learn. response. He didn't he, learn. He should have learned. In the same fucking right. game, he should have learned from it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Overslid it. Um, Terrible. Terrible. Bill, I, Bill, I want to ask you, and, and I'm being serious here. I'm not you know, trying to, to, to pump to what, what is... Uh, what did uh, Roberto Luongo you say about Thomas pumping his tires? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, I uh, I want to ask you. So so a wraparound goal, and we don't see wraparounds a lot nowadays. I know everybody would want to make a Dimitri Gashkin joke here, but as a goalie, um, what goes through your head? You know, a guy goes behind the net. You know. What are you looking for? Obviously, it can be a quick play. It can be. You know, we saw Gretzky do it a ton. What what is what is a goalie expected? Are you expecting a wraparound? And and if you are, like, how do you how is that different than any other play that goes behind the net? Well, I think in that particular play, you're what you have to do as a goalie is you have to you have to cut down the angle to the post, and the only way Allen can do that because he's just not positionally sound is to overslide and that's what he did but that that just that forces the guy to do a wraparound and you know hope that they can whip it you know make the tight turn and whip it back in front and in this case Allen was scrambling back over and it goes off of him into the net but i i think the the problem is the him trying to cut the angle down and being too aggressive in doing so instead of just, you know, being positionally sound, easing back, cutting the angle without having to go two, three, four feet out of the net to force the guy wide. That's just that that shouldn't be the play. I'd I'd rather see him get beat short side by Yossi than try to attack him in that position and expose the wraparound. If you're going to attack him, take him out. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, make contact. Yeah, I mean, but um, so when uh, real quick, sorry, I just want to ask one more question with this. So my my uh, when I see a guy, so there's a guy in one of my leagues. I know that that his big play is he likes to do the stuff and wrap around. Um, 
every time I see him go behind the net, I start yelling. I was like, wrap around, wrap around, wrap around to my goalie. And he knows. And we've, as far as I can remember, this goalie's never allowed a wrap around to this guy. So, Bill, is it that you're looking for your teammates to give you help there? Or is it just you reading the play that, that helps you understand that this guy's probably going to take it around the net and try to wrap it around on me? Well, I think, I, I think it's the latter. But by playing it that way, you force your team to have to be there to cut him off coming back around the other side. But the teams in that position, even though, or in that scenario, even though Dunn was the guy that came to the rescue the first time around, it wasn't there the second time. And I mean, well, in, in the teams, like, yeah, I'm sure, um, I don't know, I can't recall who the defenders were in that play, but I'm sure their thought is, surely you're not going to do that again. It was Edmondson, oh, yeah, you did. It was Edmondson and Thomas. Yeah. The two sticks. I think it went off Edmondson's stick. Yeah, it did. Edmondson's stick, and then off of uh, Allen's side, because there was such a gap between the post and his side. Because, and actually, if the sticks weren't there, that puck might have gone in because it's it's close. His pad is almost there at the post, but it, I think it it might have gone in that wrap because his his pad was there was a, it was a good six inches when that puck was starting to be jammed across. And the sticks came, really close. So I don't, I don't think Jake would have got about the, well, the six there. So it probably goes in anyway if the sticks aren't there. So to blame the sticks as causing the goal is kind of disingenuous because it probably goes in anyway. Um, yeah, there was definitely some room there. I uh, yeah, that was it, it was close, but there was room. That, and then the first goal. I mean, we mentioned it that happened earlier with Vince Dunn. Yep. And I remember thinking, how is there that much of a gap there to where the defenseman's stick has to be there to stop it? And then it happens again. I mean, it was. It was about the size of two or three pucks where he had enough gap there to, to put the puck in the net. And yeah. that ah, just can't happen on a wraparound. No, not not in a third period at, uh, you know, in this kind of game. But, I mean, so that's a, that was the – that goal made it 3-2. to two. And then Arvison scores a few minutes later, and the building is going bananas to tie it up at three. Um, and then Tarasenko scores um, – uh, a goal that <coughs> is deflected off of Ellis and bounces by Saros, who did his best Vladimir Mishkin impersonation <laughs> after it went in, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, so, uh, but that was a big goal because then uh, 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 with 7.07 to go, Forsberg had a nice individual effort to tie it up again, uh, getting his own rebound in front and then going top shelf on Allen. Yeah. The defense can't back in. No. There. No, they can't. You got to play the body in that. And they, yeah. they gave him just enough space to get a shot and follow his own rebound in the yeah. net. After the initial shot, there should have been, you know, splinters in his mouth, <laughs> carbon fiber splinters in his mouth from getting fucking cross-shocked. You can't let him no, push I, in there. I agree. I mean, that's uh, that's a play where, you know, maybe if it's a fourth-line guy, Maybe you let him have that extra room and, and, you know, you say, okay, well, Jake's got this and you know, no problem. But when it's a skill guy like Forsberg who can do anything with the puck anywhere yeah. on the ice, you can't let him have that room. You just cannot let him skate by you and get his own rebound there. That's, I mean, you can blame Jake Allen all you want. No, he's I... going to score that. He's going to score that goal on almost any goalie in the league because he's, that persistent on the puck and he is that good of hand-eye coordination to say 
okay, there's no way he's covering the rebound here. I just have to poke it in after he makes the initial save. The only the only problem I had the only goal I had a problem with was the was the wraparound goal that went in. That's on on Allen. I I thought he played that poorly. I thought he was fine otherwise. I agree. I, did, I, I have no problem with Allen in that game except for that one goal. Um, and then the overtime unfair puck drop, which is uh, which was kind of hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, I I I put the gif up on uh, on Twitter and and. You know, Johansson said it was a uh, uh, unfair puck drop. His stick wasn't down, and uh, you know, fuck you. It, you had eight seconds to put your stick down on the ice, and you didn't do it. And the official tells you to put your your stick down, and you still don't do it. And then you start to, and then you're trying to time it to where your stick's coming down in a sweeping motion, and the puck drops, so you get the advantage. Basically, trying to cheat on this faceoff. And uh, and the official dropped it before he got his puck stick on there, and then he says, "What the hell?" And he and puts his hands out like you didn't drop it fairly. He's like, "Fuck you! You had ten seconds to get your stick down on the ice, and you didn't do it. And then you try and cheat." And the and the official said, "You know, you should have got your stick down." And uh, good for the official. Yeah, that's. I mean, right. The, and the bitch about it after the game of the to the to the media. Oh, fuck you. Now you Not you you bitch. see that a, a lot with the home cry. team because you know the. For those that don't know, the, the rule is that uh, the, the away team gets to put their stick down first, and then the, the home team comes in second. And and that's kind of like you said, Kurt. That's kind of what the home team player does. I mean, you, you watch the next home yeah. game for the Blues. Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, all these guys, they're, they're going to they're gonna try that too. Rob Thomas, um, they're going to do the same thing. Um, but to bitch about it, because really in the spirit of the faceoff, that's really not what you're supposed to do. No. It's it's your sticks are on the ice, puck hits the ice, you both sweep at it. Uh and 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 he didn't you know, it's it's a it, it's a risk to do that. It's it's a low risk, but it's a risk to to do the the last second sweep, but you're getting more power behind it. You're 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 able to to kind of knock his stick off the puck uh sometimes about half the time. But other times, you're just going to lose it cleanly. I mean, that's that's part of the game. You're just going to lose the faceoff clean when you go into a faceoff like that. So yeah, the, for him to say that was an yeah. unfair puck drop, I'm with no. you, Kurt. Fuck it, off. That was a, this, yeah, that was a whiny bitch. That's such a yeah S-T-F-U. whiny bitch. <laughs> um, and so I mean the what uh, the overtime lasted what 16 seconds or whatever it was or not uh, how long it was, but he uh, uh, Tarasenko. Uh, Get, grabs loose puck after O'Reilly uh, had the poke poked away, had the puck poked away, and uh, undresses. Uh, was it Yossi? Yeah. Uh, while cutting to the slot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, <laughs> ripped it by Saro's stick side. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, I forget who it was in my feed, but said, wasn't that Yossi that the uh, national broadcasters had been flating all game that Tarasenko just undressed? He had a good game. Yossi had a good game, oh, except for I mean, he had a know. great game, but. but here, here's the the over the third period. Uh, we didn't talk about this. I I thought the Blues were going to lose this game. I the the way Nashville came back and they were kind of they were all over the Blues in the third period, and the Blues were trying to hold on, and uh, I I really felt like Nashville was going to win that game in mm-hmm. regulation, mm-hmm. and then overtime's anybody's bet. But uh, I did not have a good feeling at all, which is why when Tarasenko scored. It was that much more enjoyable because it was kind of unexpected. Yeah. The Blues had a really good first two periods, excellent first two periods, but the third period, as soon as that that wraparound goal went in, things were different. So 
which uh, kind of plays back to what we talked about before about how a team responds to a goal that you know is not the best goal against. So I uh, and the Blues, I don't think they played their best hockey uh, uh, in that in that period. No, I, I think I think a lot of uh, Blues fans were having the the flashback from just a couple months ago. I mean, even just a month ago. Yep. Yeah. That they they had the three one lead. They lose it three three. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna lose this game. I mean, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, yeah, dead. Jake Allen and net. I mean, this is the Blues of of December. You know, right. they're gonna lose this game. So yeah, it was it was nice to see them. That is one of those games, honestly. And I didn't know that they had the lead three to one, but when they went into overtime, I even said, I'm like, you know what? This is one of those games where I'd be happy with them just getting the point because they had already taken two points from Nashville on Saturday. And we had talked about this last oh, week. I agree. I agree. If 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 you could walk out of of Tampa and Nashville two games in a row with half the points, four points, you're happy to get as many points as they did out of those three games. Is if you would have told me a week ago, I would have said, "No way! There's no way they're yeah. getting all the points out of those games." Yep. And they did. It's 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 unbelievable. And then uh, I don't want to. St- I mean, we've the the most interesting games were we 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 covered. I yeah. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Jersey. I mean, we, we there were three goals in the first, was three goals in the second, two in the third. We won eight to three. Uh, this was a rout against a team that was just not interested in playing whatsoever. Right. And what three of the goals went in off devil sticks? Yeah. Oh my god. And I felt bad for Kincaid. So yeah. I'm, I'm I like, geez, yeah. he looked disgusted. He was just, and I'm like. And I think you could see through the, his cage and his mask. I'm like his 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 look was just like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah, you know. He almost well, went all Belfour on the. Uh, <laughs> he did. After, he did. Uh, the McEachern goal. He did. Oh, McEachern's goal was beautiful. God damn, change up that fat the super fast speed on the breakaway and soft hands shot. Soft hands uh, against the grain. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and I don't think we've mentioned it, but uh, that that's a kind of a you know being able to sign him to a very cheap extension i mean yeah tells me well tells let's me see armstrong uh armstrong of... four years four million per no, <laughs> no <laughs> one year one way oh i see but that to me that that tells me that uh uh fabry's probably not going to make this lineup the rest of the year without injury no, i he's yeah done. there's the uh, rumor is that that um Rumors, people are thinking that he might get moved here. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. I, I want to finish up a little bit on this game. Like you said, we don't need to talk about it too much. Um, all I want to say, because, I, you know, you kept expecting a goalie pull for uh, for, for New Jersey. Kincaid gives up all those goals. And, and then you look at the bench and you say, okay, I don't know why they're not making the goalie change. Corey Schneider has just been, I mean, abysmal for them. And it's a shame because – you almost feel bad for the guy. I don't think he's won an NHL game since December of 17. I think that's correct. That's awful because they were riding Kincaid last year uh, at the end of the year. That guy, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he just needs to change his scenery or what, but yeah. that is didn't, terrible. He and so, pe- yeah, I, mean, I can see in- why John Hines didn't want to put Schneider in that he, game. He peaked in Vancouver. <laughs> Yeah, but didn't Schneider, yeah. doesn't he have, like, yeah, I thought I had heard that he had some kind of debilitating hip injury. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I heard that, too. So, his, his, uh, his, you may be right, he peaked with Luongo <laughs> yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah, right. 
Ron Schwartzy getting a goal. I mean, that's a that's a big thing to discuss there. I mean, gotta love that. Check this out, guys. Uh, Anaheim is beating Vancouver one nothing. <laughs> Can you believe that? that is... <laughs> In the second period, Anna, Anaheim is one of the biggest. Did I hear correctly that that Ryan Kessler has six points this year? Oh, really? He's too busy putting oh. on disguises and playing with the crowd. Oh my God! Has that guy fallen? No. He uh, was it? Uh, it was Kessler who uh, dressed up as um, some kind of security guy, like uh, put like the fat suit on a little bit and the mustache and everything, and, and uh, was like uh, giving the players a hard time when they were coming to the arena for uh, early for a game, and he he was like uh, giving the 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 rigmarole during the uh, like uh, the. Uh, I think that's correct. Scanning and stuff for coming in for yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that that team is oh my god. I mean, well, you talk about we talked about it earlier with with the Blues needing help from the other teams. Anaheim, I mean, they were oh. second in the division in what November, well, and I, now they're they're tied for last. Yeah. Last I looked. Well, here's the deal: they're the they're the uh, anti Blues this season, and the thing is, is that I mean, so we'd like to see Vancouver lose this game, and they are. Stars are aligning right now, and uh, yeah. just ride this uh, yes. comet as long as it'll comet. <laughs> What's that? Ride, ride this pony is, I don't know what I'm saying. Ride the hot hand. Yes. <clears throat> Enjoy. Don't look. Get first in the mouth. <laughs> you ride can kill two birds with one stone. Until it's gone. Ride the wave. Yes. Enjoy the wave. No. But, it's it's been quite the whirlwind. I mean, we we we've. We've mentioned it earlier in the show how much it's just it's fun to watch at this point and how it's such a, a turnaround. It's such a 360 from earlier in the year. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a friend who's a, a, a Ducks uh, Ducks fan and uh, lifelong Ducks fan. I've seen him since inception. And and he. Oh, my God. I mean, he's just like, what the hell is up with this team? I mean, uh it's a, they did the same thing the Blues did with what took way too long to fire the head coach, and and he even said he he said Randy Carlisle is is not the issue, but you got to do something. Yeah, and it took way too long for them to do anything with that roster. So Vancouver's losing right now, and uh, they are the uh, they're what two points out, but two points behind Minnesota for the last wild card spot, and uh, four points behind the Blues. The Blues have two games in hand on Vancouver. So if Vancouver loses this game, they got ways to go yet. But if they lose this game, the Blues will have uh, three games in hand on Vancouver and a four-point lead on them. That's 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 a lot. Right. So we talked about the Blues jump thirteen teams. Fourteen. Fourteen teams. Fourteen teams. Yeah. Most teams, down goes Brown, uh, reading The Athletic the other day, down goes Brown had a, a, a thing about, you know, what do the what do the teams do, you know, come to the, the trade deadline. And uh, one of the points he made is, you know, the Blues, most teams don't make up four points in November. If they're yeah, four right. points out in November, they, they don't make that up. Which is crazy. Uh, right. Yeah. Statistically that that happens. But, you know what, though? I just it's it's amazing in that context to see what the Blues have done and and to be in this in a very strong playoff position. I know it is very strong now. I mean, they are realistically they they could. I mean, they are right there with Dallas, and we've talked about Dallas before. 
they looked like shit against us. They mm-hmm. looked terrible. Both games. They were lucky to beat us. We had a shit goaltending in that game. Uh, we had with a Jake Allen. Allen. Yeah. <clears throat> we had a Jake Allen problem. Um, and that's why they won that game. And then the second time we played them, we beat them 3-1. to one. And they looked, they, looked, they looked the same in that game. So, uh, yeah, I don't uh, – I, I, the, the Blues could – I mean, assuming they don't go south, if they keep this up, they are going to catch Dallas. There's, I mean, so, there's not a doubt in my mind. So tomorrow night – it's so going into last night against the Devils, I, a lot of people I talked to, myself included, I, I talked to myself, um, were worried that that was a trap game. Oh, oh yeah. I, I was worried about it too, but – Nope. <laughs> tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Phoenix. That that, that feels more like a trap game well, to me because just because the last two times we've gone into that building, we've given up six goals in each of those games. Right, and they just beat uh, Vegas last night, mm-hmm. and uh, they won. They they won the last two games. <clears throat> yeah. So they. But before that, they lost like four or five in a row or something. So they're not exactly playing great hockey. But the last two games they've won, and they played and they beat Vegas. Who Vegas is struggling right now. So that's not really you can't put too much stock in that. I think Vegas has lost like four or five in a row. Yeah. So but but well and let's it, let's face it. Oh, go ahead, Bill. Sorry. I was just gonna say, if we can get the two points out of the game tomorrow night, Dallas is playing Tampa Bay. Ooh, is that right? See, I that's I mean, this is yeah. I, I'm in gonna I'm Tampa. gonna say I'm gonna say this right now. <sighs> Well, we played four. Hot, hot take. Hot, hot well, take. I mean, it's not. I mean, this has been talked about a little bit, but four. We've played four fewer games than Nashville. We're ten points behind them, and Nashville lost last night too. Yeah. And the Nashville's team, not having no, a great time right they're now. They're struggling a little bit right now, so uh, I it would not shock me if the Blues gave Nashville a run for that second spot. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to get too. You know, cocky about this Blues Too team. Too far ahead of ourselves. I don't want to do that. But with the way the Blues are playing and the way that Nashville has been struggling, you know, they have, they've lost three in a row now. Uh, and Dallas, I I think the Blues can catch Dallas. They they have the games in hand. They're playing really well. I I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. We we only have one fewer loss. We have one more loss than Nashville. That's it. They have uh, twenty one losses. We have twenty two, and the same amount of That's- OT. We both have five OT losses. That's it. it. What a what a what a switch a turn from last year, right? I mean, we were at this point last year, we were saying, okay, the Blues just need to start getting a couple wins. They had a nice, comfortable lead after you know, uh, before Schwartz got hurt, and it was they just they just got to play five hundred hockey all the way through. Hopefully, other teams don't catch us. And now it's oh my god, they just they need to keep playing this way. And if Nashville keeps playing the way they're playing, we're going to catch them. And who knows? Winnipeg goes on a losing streak. We can catch <laughs> them. I mean, it's it's crazy. And that's just the the just why we love the NHL. Well, this, this shit happens every year. I mean, Bill, you were talking about you know the uh, the, the excitement and, and and how it's uh, just seeing this this run at the end of the year. Um, I go back to two thousand nine. Now, granted. 2009, we knew that T wasn't really going to do anything. But watching that run at the end of the year to make the playoffs was some of the most exciting hockey we've ever seen. And and we're seeing it now. And this is a team that we thought could make some noise in the playoffs. So now it's you got that 
leveled on top of the excitement of just the games right now and and it just it just makes it so much better and it's just so i mean if they would have been playing this the, the way they were playing a month and a half ago we're having we're doing the show right now we would have talked before the show and said uh, do we really need to talk about the blues <laughs> really want yeah. to talk about the blues and and now we're like we're talking about the blues. This is great. Well, the the teams behind uh, and the reason why I'm I'm you know a lot of people are feeling good about the blues not just because of the record and how far they've advanced in the standings, but we've talked about this. The teams around them they weren't playing. They weren't doing anything. The only, I mean everyone, which is understandable, they're you know lower in the standings. But the teams below them, the only the only teams that are over 500, L.A., which they're kind of out of it right now anyway uh chicago everybody else is is, is 500 or under there's nobody that's and even the, maybe minnesota is four four and two uh who have the second wild card spot and vegas three and seven uh calgary's over san jose is over uh and the uh the top three in the central are over just barely uh, winnipeg and nashville but so i mean i'm not i don't really feel threatened by anybody behind us right now at all um but but the way chicago's been playing Man, they're all of a sudden they're back in it. They got uh, they're only four points behind uh, Minnesota, and they've they're seven and three in the last ten. Minnesota is on a free fall. They're not as bad as Anaheim, but they're falling. You know uh, the the Blackhawks uh, won seven in a row, and it was it was their streak was broken. Was it last night? Yep. Um, night. And so they won seven in a row, and uh, didn't gain a point on us. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. But they made well, points and, on and, other I teams. Mean, how? How many times do you say that? I mean, we, when we were looking at the, the the standings just a couple weeks ago, it was, yeah, the Blues are only four points out of a playoff spot, but they got to climb four teams. It's not like those teams are just going to lose every game. You know, you, the, the Western Conference is a hell of a conference. The NHL is obviously the best in the world. Plus now with the loser point, it's like, yeah, yeah, you, you're only four points out, but that means that all their teams need to start losing. Well, guess what? They are. The other teams are losing right now. And it's just it's it's the craziest turnaround that I've seen in a long time. I mean, I can't remember the last time was that that half of, of a conference is just losing almost every game. You remember the uh the whole lose for Hughes conversation we had a while back? About mm-hmm. about how I said that ain't happening. It as like we are too good of a team to to do that that's not going to happen and uh yeah so i don't want to mean i told you so to some folks but I told you so dick <laughs> told you so listen to kurt no don't do that I don't um, the uh hawaii blues fan uh says in the uh, youtube chat wondering if i made the social media fails this week I assume he's referring to what is he referring to? He's referring to his uh, his analysis. I'm sure of uh, Allen played better than Bennington in the Nashville games. Oh yeah, he was pretty vocal about that. Yeah, probably worthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you've <clears throat> entitled to your own opinion. But we're just gonna disagree with it. Yeah, I, I said I, I said I liked Allen's play except for that one goal, which I thought was bad on. And and uh, Bennington had a bad goal in the Nashville game. So I mean, no. If if Allen plays that way, 
you know, 82 games a season, fuck yeah, sign him for the next 27 years. But oh, thank you. No, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but that's not uh, that's that's not the Jake Allen we know. And and I do disagree. I think I think Bennington had a hell of a game Saturday. Oh, I do too. And uh, it's not just it, it has nothing to do with how many goals each goalie let up, how many shots each goalie faced. Bennington just looks like the more confident goaltender right now. He, he's much he's, more composed. He's, yes. he's composed. He's snagging rebounds. He's not letting a lot of second chances happen. Now, listen, I'm not saying that. He's not overplaying his position. He's yeah, he's challenging efficient in his movement the, and effort. He's at the top of the crease on on shots he's supposed to be. He's not hanging onto the crossbar when he should be out challenging. He's just, I mean, he's just. And they showed in the the, the game against Tampa Bay when the Blues won. They had the overhead camera on on uh, Allen. They showed it after the fact, and he just he didn't he just skated on the ice. He didn't even didn't pump his arms. Didn't didn't give a yeah. fuck yeah. He just. Left the Grayson skated down. <laughs> He's so even keeled. Even keeled, which I love. Well, I've talked about this before. I love passion in players. I like to see it. That's just my personal opinion. Um, but uh, he can he can act however the fuck he wants if he wins. I don't care. Yeah, I mean that's I, we've seen goalies that that show the excitement. I mean, with Curtis Sanford, every win. I mean, granted they were few and far between, but every time Sanford won a game, it was a fist pump. It was. Manny Legacy was the same. Um, so I, I I I enjoy that too. But it is kind of nice to see a goalie who reacts the same to uh, a shutout and then just a win. I mean it's yeah. Well he's, I, he's I, I'm all about passion. I'm with Kurt, but but yeah, I mean seeing his composure all the time, it's it's refreshing. And and I think that's what a lot of players kind of want to see in their goalie when he's kind of unproven, you know. He's not riding the highs too much. That means he's not going to ride the lows too much. Yeah, he he stays with himself. He's I mean it, it's it's really and it, it works for him. So that's that's all I care about. So should the should the Blues be active at the trade deadline, which is February twenty fifth, which is only twelve days away? Ryan O'Reilly uh, was asked uh, what he thinks about the about the Blues being active leading up to the trade deadline. He said, I don't expect really anything big to happen here, and that's good. I think we have the group that can get it done, which I would expect any player to say. Uh, for PC reasons, obviously, I want to say, yeah, let's get some guys out of here. Um, yeah, we should get a better backup goalie. That, that guy <laughs> we got now sucks. So do you, do you guys think the Blues should be active? At, I mean, active or stand pat or not Not uh, too is... long-winded because we're running long on time, but what What do you guys think? I'll, I'll, I'll go quick. Uh, the, uh, and by quick, I mean, Bill, uh, this better wait about 20 minutes. Go ahead and go get a beer. Um, no, Shut I, the fuck uh, up, I, Jeff. I think, let's go. <laughs> I think, uh, I, I, every year I, I want, I want my team to do something because it, I think it just gives you that extra jolt. I mean, I, I think back to 2001. Um, I mean, granted, the Blues made a lot of moves that year, but that was the year they brought in Kachuk and Melanby and Kusarov. Um, and mm, I think that that extra little jolt of Stillman, too. Oh, wow. Okay. We're really going for it. I think that really kind of sets the mindset of the organization. But I, the way that they have come back now, um, I'm fine with them doing nothing. I mean, well, because if yes, you get, when you get prom back, it's like making a trade. I 
Damn you! I was gonna say that. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, well, you you took you too long to get the fucking point. All right. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm still pissed off about the referee. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it, I I don't want to see them do much because I think that the way that they look now and now if they if if this is a reverse season if it was like last year, yeah, go out and and get one or two guys if you can solidify the roster. Put that my idea in your mindset that, that nobody's safe and we need to go out and win now. But the way that they're playing now, don't mess with it. I mean, unless you just get a ridiculous deal to unload one of your bad contracts, okay. But, I mean, if not, if you don't get something like that, you're good. Leave it alone. David Perron will be back soon. Maybe if you insert Robbie Fabry later in the season, he's motivated and he'll start playing well. You don't need to make a trade at this point. I would say stand pat with the the forwards and the D. If you can look at upgrading backup goalie, do it. If you can find if you can find somebody to take Jake Allen off your hands and bring like a, in <clears throat> bring in like a Brian Elliott. Right. If 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 Ron Hextall wouldn't have been fired, <laughs> we could totally make well, this happen. They just uh sent him down for conditioning. Elliot. Elliot because yeah. he hasn't no, he's he ready he's ready to come right. back. Yeah. yeah, but so, uh, that yeah. that was brought up today on uh, online that that uh, the Blues should look into maybe getting him yeah. and and moving Allen. I mean, not not that you know Elliot would be a huge upgrade over uh, Allen. Elliot had his struggles, but uh, the the contract issue with Allen would be. I don't, right. I don't know yeah. what I don't know what Elliot makes right now. There, yeah. I thought it was pretty close to a wash, except for term. Because that yeah. Elliot's UFA after this year, and Allen's got two more years. Uh, two point seven five, and he's a UFA next season. So he makes a, a million and a half less than Allen, and uh, he is yeah, his contract. Right. Will be there. And Philly's not going to bring in Jake Allen. Like we'd have to give them somebody we, else because the, the, Carter the, Hart's their guy. I, I know, and and this and this, yeah. Well, God, well yeah. That, well, why did they have to fire if you can, If you can move Jake Allen. And this won't happen, but I'm just like spitballing. So move Jake Allen, bring in Brian Elliott, uh, and you have him walk at the end of the season, and then sign Bobrovsky in the offseason. <laughs> so Bobrovsky backed up by Bennington. Got the killer bees on, yeah. uh, on, on in the goaltending. <laughs> See, you know, your, your point that Carter Hart's their guy, uh, Bill, is why I think maybe, and again, just spitballing, there is a chance they'd want Jake Allen because Carter Hart's on his entry-level deal. They don't need to worry about paying him yet. So maybe you go get a veteran guy who can sit behind him, and Philly's not worried about how much they're actually spending. So you can afford a Jake Allen. Uh, plus, Yori Laterra's coming off the books here soon. Again, spitballing, probably not even a possibility. But I think that is a deal that is – and I still think – we've talked about it on this show before. Who takes Jake Allen? I think teams are still going to look at him – He's the prime candidate of, oh well, if he just change the scenery, yeah. he'll be fine. <clears throat> I guess reclamation project. I, you know, yeah. You would think, but you would think if that was the case, he'd be gone already, wouldn't you? I mean, you'd think. I don't know, unless they're. I don't. I don't know. I, I would. I. I. I'm. I'm a. I'm an Elliot fan. I like Elliot, but I know he's not. Hasn't had near the success after leaving here. But uh, the contract is is less money. He's done it for this year with that contract so you could let him walk and then look into exploring options at uh, signing somebody or making a move in the offseason 
after you get Quinville. See what you see who he wants in that. Um, since everyone's in playoff mode now, uh, should the Blues make the playoffs? Who do they start in net? This was brought up on the uh, the Blues NHL podcast by uh, Rivers, and uh, I I was curious as to why this is even a question but I, right go ahead there, there is no question it's Pennington. <laughs> 100 Pennington. I, I i don't even know why We're backed up by billy huso <laughs> this this is one of those questions that you'll hear on 1011 or uh the morning after or wherever when they're just like let's kill some time uh we don't really have anything let's make the, a the goalie controversy hour. out yeah. of the non-goalie controversy yeah, we, we, let's just talk about goalies who should start your take blues fans i mean well that the yeah. fact that it's on a podcast is a little surprising because i think 100 percent there's oh. no question here right yeah I, I, but he has no experience well you're you're asking you're asking this question right now when bennington's the hottest thing the hottest goalie in the league it's right. like well, right now, yeah. Now, now after maybe in ten games from now, if Bennington comes down to earth and uh, you right. know goes five hundred and has and he's maybe is oh well now maybe it's a different story. But you're asking this question right now. It's fucking Bennington. Right. My God, right? Not a question. Maybe he's Andrew Hammond or Patrick Laleem. You know that the guy that it took teams a while to figure out. Um, maybe that's the case, but why, why, to your point, why do you ask this question now? Makes zero sense. No, I know. First, first star of the week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For for the first time, the Blues had a first star of the week, a goalie, um, since Chris Mason. Yeah. And so, and the entire time that, uh, Halak and Elliot were doing their thing that entire, they they won the Jennings, uh, that they didn't have a first star of the week ever. That was insane. crazy. It's insane. And, with Elliot was numbers in this entire run here, how they were, and not a first star of the week, which is like mind-boggling. Yeah, I don't get it. No. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, what else we got? Anything else on the YouTube chat? Uh, Devil's Advocate uh, Mandarin Melon says Petrangelo is at his most valuable at eleven oh seven p.m. on two thirteen nineteen. What does that mean? Oh, right now, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. Like I said earlier, I really haven't changed my stance a whole lot because I just feel like this this team could easily go back to the way they were just a couple months ago. So I don't want to say that I've taken a complete 360. Well, you know what though? You know what though? I <laughs> you know what though? I I think um I think this team's different and we talked about uh how earlier about how that teams four points out of the playoffs in November, whatever, they usually don't make the playoffs. Right. Um but I think the Blues probably fall into uh, the category of teams where expectations were higher and they were underperforming and they've finally turned it around. So a lot of those teams that were four points or more out of the playoffs on November, whatever, um, probably weren't good teams to start with. I think the Blues were expected to be better. And I think this is the way, maybe not quite this good, (laughs) but this is the way a lot of people thought the Blues were going to be. Uh, don't let anybody tell you that. Uh, oh, well, one, this so and so thought this team was going to be good. And nobody else did. Bullshit. No. No. Everybody in the world thought this Blues team uh, coming into the season was going to be really good. Right. And don't don't act don't don't. You know, I've seen some people say that they they. Uh, oh, I thought they were going to be great the whole time this offseason. No one else did. Oh, bullshit. Then we got the emotional shit kicked out of us. For <laughs> yeah. How long? Right. So. No, I mean, so I I don't. 
I don't want to say that that if you don't get a good deal for Petrangelo, don't take it. Um, but I wouldn't be. Let's play like this. I would still be taking calls, but I wouldn't be making them. Yeah, and I, I and at that point, that's a that's a you'd move in him. Uh, would you think that might upset the apple cart a little bit with this team? I like that, that goes. That stems back to really not making any moves necessarily, and just you know don't 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 break what's not don't fix what's not broken. But even though I mean. Petrangelo has had an off year. I get it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I that's a that's a pretty big move still. It, the last two games, he he's looked great. No, I, I and he had the. I but, mean, but yeah, overall this year he's been yeah, dog shit. I know. And and if you sell him, and if you sell him now, do you, are you selling low? I don't know if that's even worth it. But I think we're gonna wrap up this show. Yeah, let's hit a couple questions real quick. How many goals do you think Sonny ends with from Jacob Pitt on the YouTube chat? Right now he sits at 11. Uh, what do you say? 15, give or take? Uh, 14. 14 and a half. He, he's, I think it'll dry up. Over under over under at 15. What do you say? You said under? I'll go under. And I'll Jeff? say push. Yeah. Push. Okay. I'll say uh, I'll say uh, under. And we uh, we did get a couple tweets here. Um, really, just one pertains to the show. First time viewer, what are your thoughts on how to get Fabry the ice time he needs to continue to develop into a top six, middle six forward? Trade him. Yes, poten- <laughs> yeah, he has the potential to question mark. Is it just going to take him time to become less timid after the injuries? I don't know what to do with him. I think we're all in agreement. We've been talking a little bit about this in our week, our chat that we have throughout the the, the Blues week. Um, I'm I'm all for it. That's one guy right now. We said no moves. If you can move Robbie Faber even for a draft pick, I I think you got to do it. Like a like a, can you get a third rounder for him? Maybe. Maybe that's about best you can get. You can't get anywhere on that. I think somebody ever pays and you get something better than that. You think so? Better than a third round pick for Fabry who? I don't know. You think it's a trade deadline bill, or you think it's better at the draft? The draft. Oh, because you want him as a. It'd be nice to have him. Oh, I, 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 I agree with you. He's the kind of guy that you don't want to get rid of now, right? Because because of injury, he could be valuable come playoff time for something. Yeah, I I agree with that. I wouldn't want to get rid of him now, unless you get something nice for him, which I don't think you'll get. Something nice. Something nice. Get yourself something nice. And Jacob Pitt asks prediction for tomorrow. Um, that I won't make it through the entire game. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't pick scores. I'll. I'll say. I. But I. I'm not going to pick against the Blues right now against Arizona. I don't. I mean, it's in Arizona. I get it. But uh, they're playing too well. And I know Arizona came off a win against Vegas, but Vegas has not been playing well either. So I. I'm not going to pick Arizona over the Blues. Some something that we all need to remember. Uh, and this is just kind of my PSA for the show. The Blues aren't going to win every game to end the season. No. So if they lose tomorrow or if they lose uh, Saturday, don't get your panties in a bunch. No, They'll be fine. It will be annoying, it, though, because this game, this month is full of, of get tough games, and you do really want to win the ones you should win. <laughs> yeah. But no, I get you. I, they're yeah. they're going to lose. They're going to lose some games, so don't freak out, people. Yeah, and Phoenix yep. is going to be a tough game yeah, no, based I, on recent history. No, I agree. I do think we're going to see a Blues win. I think uh, 
what I would love to see in like nine to seven with uh, Clayton Keller getting seven goals for the Coyotes. So you're gonna kill Bennington's GAA? I just said I want to see Jake Allen play. Oh, I I didn't. Uh, you went dark. You went there dark there for a second. I didn't hear you. Oh, I went to the dark web. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's. No, I, um, we have automatic censoring things for yeah. Then you're gonna being fanboys of Jake Allen. Then you're gonna ruin Jake Allen's trade value. That's a good point. <laughs> what am I thinking? I don't know. No, I, I I do think the Blues pull out a victory, but I think it's a lot of people after this weekend are expecting a a giant win. I think we're gonna see the Blues sneak out of Arizona with two points, but we'll see. And that's why they say they play the games. <laughs> uh, I think that's gonna do it. For uh, this week's show, uh, for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go a blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Sport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.